This is Melanie. <laughs> and, and Stephanie. And this is uh, Past Your Bedtime, season two, because we're done with Unicorns and Valinor. Oh, we have seasons. Yeah, I, I, put the, I put the last episode as the first one of season two. Wow. I hadn't even thought about seasons, but I guess that's that's the thing that we do. Yeah. Um, so... Today's book is The First Horse I See by Sally M. Keehan, I think it is. It's, it's K-E-E-H-N? Keen? It might just be Keen. Why is there an H there? I don't know. What is this unnecessary German H bullshit? <laughs> you know. I can say that you. because my name has an unnecessary H as well. And it's because it's German. Yeah. I'm... We're... Part German, but our, our last name doesn't have any H's. <laughs> <laughs> Not only out here about to out herself. I know. That's a, I remember last time, I think Kara had said my last name, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you might have cut it out, though. I think I did. Yeah. As I, I was like, Stephanie will catch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. If, if not, I mean, I mean, you know, most people know anyway. I'm sure so. most of most of our listeners are, are known to us. I know. We've got my dad's um, former, my dad used to teach middle school and high school. Uh, here we receive an entrance from Kara. <laughs> hey there, Kara fans. <laughs> Glad there it is. you're still with us. <laughs> <laughs> Kara. <clears throat> yeah. Um, oh yeah, my dad used to teach middle school and high school, and one of his students from, this was back in the 80s, and I can't remember if he was one of his middle school or high school students, but one of his students, they remained friends for for many years. Um, it's actually pretty cute. I think it's cute when, like, former students seek my dad out and you know make the nice comments of you know you helped me out you changed my life kind of thing <laughs> i'm like same <laughs> he helped me out and changed my life um but he uh i don't know how he my dad must have told him about it but um he watched our or like watched the youtube video of I don't think anyone would watched that. Oh my god. And um thought it was uh thought it was really funny. Um and so he was he was just asking where he could listen to them. Oh. So we have uh, a new a new fan. It's kind of nice to be able to tell people that it's like up on streaming services yeah. instead of being like go to this weird SoundCloud link. Yeah. My sister just today shared our last episode, the Black Lives Matter protests one. Oh. Yeah, which was very Va- cute. Valerie's promoting us. Yeah. Um, she said we're really funny, so 
Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> I feel like this episode's going to be confusing for fans of Melanie's family because, uh, you know, I think I think regular listeners will know that we like to shout out Diana. Yep. Diana is a main character <clears throat> in this book. I know, which I totally had not remembered. And then when I started reading the synopsis, I was like, this explains... I, I'm drawn to Diana-themed things. Other weird things that seem similar to, to the Valinor books in this, where I'm like, is this just the thing that Morse people like, or is Sally ripping off Mary? Uh, our our male love interest is a red-headed guy, which I didn't think were, like, considered to be, like, a super, super desirable group by most people, but this is two for two in the horse books, he where the red-headed guy's the hot guy. Was I just unaware that I had... Some some redhead thing when I was oh, young. No. But, but Colin, our our love interest, has red hair. I didn't and remember then that either. Also, a pony named Toby. This is kismet <laughs> <laughs> that you chose this book. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was like her the weird facial expression on the cover. Like this this lady's got like kind of like a half Grecian statue, half I'm like so bored I'm gonna pass out kind That's of. That's what to I her. look like. <laughs> Very, like, women looking annoyed in art history kind it of It is. I don't... I don't know exactly what she's trying to tell us with that look, but, um... Yeah, it's... There's that, and then we... There's also, like, a little, a little frame picture next to something about her dreams coming true of the horse. Yeah. Uh, the horse's name is Tess. Beautiful horse. It's a, it's a bay with a stripe. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> in the description in the book, it's supposed to have, like, a star. This one does not. So we rely to. Yeah. Um, or they were just like, where can we find a stock image of a of horse? A Close horse. enough. <laughs> What's the cheapest stock image I can purchase of a horse? You know what? It's a horse. Doesn't matter if it looks remotely similar. Um... Okay, so, as per usual, um, I don't remember anything, (laughs) um, except that, like, I remember it being, like, vaguely at least angsty, and I was into that. Um, (laughs) this came out October 1st, 2000. Or this was the paperback. It first came out June 21st, 1999. That's hardcover. So that would have been when I was like 10. Would have been around the time that I got it. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 to 14 were my were my prime horse book years. reading years. Yeah. Real into it. Um, so I, yeah, I remember some angst obviously a love interest because that was for sure my jam i was like give me horses give me emotions give me a love interest i need some love story like if they don't kiss why did i bother reading it (laughs) was um young melanie's philosophy um We've, yeah. we've, we've talked about this. I, I like more of an angst. You like more of, like, like something needs to actually happen. They yeah. can still be angsting, but you yeah. you you want them to push their faces together. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, which is funny considering I like couldn't even look uh, a dude like in the eye (laughs) until I was like 17 (laughs) Uh, still pretty not good at it (laughs) they're like a t-rex or something if you don't look at them or move then they can't see you yeah exactly if you just freeze I just like look (laughs) away and smile and glance back and be like, ah, eye, eye contact. <laughs> and then just be afraid for a while. So yeah. actually, I was was teased by both friend and foe for not speaking, not making eye contact, and smiling a lot. <laughs> uh, I... I have referred to some of those behaviors mm-hmm. as, as Mel- Melanie Spears smile. They carry on. <laughs> Still fear smile, it's true. Just like when there's a particular, it's not all of her smiles, but there's a particular mm-hmm. smile where I'm like, Melanie's uncomfortable. <laughs> and when I'm uncomfortable, I just smile. Like, yeah. it's my natural response. And I'm like, there's nothing remotely like, about this that should be initiating a smile, but my body just does it. Well, I mean, that uh, people always mix up the... Or they, they reduce the number of fear responses that are normal for people to have. It's not fight or flight. It's fight, flight, freeze, friend, or flop. Friend is something that women commonly do, yeah. where if they feel like they're in a dangerous situation, sometimes their response is to try to placate and befriend the aggressive person. I freeze friend. Yeah. <laughs> or friend freeze, whichever <laughs> you want Yeah, like... Look um, at it. Well, I don't talk about a lot of the other ones. Yeah, friends are really female choice. Flop is something little kids do, which is why you'll find, like, you know, if there's a fire, sometimes you'll just find little kids just, like, laying somewhere, like, not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. It's a classic fawn response. Yeah, it's very fawn-like. Fawns just kind of lay there. Or he's telling you not to, like, touch or, or bother them. There's always, like, a fawn in my yard. Like, every summer, there's this one deer that just, like... Fawns in your yard. Leaves her babies in our yard. She trusts you. We also, like, don't do anything to that yard it like does not get mown yeah. or it it's it's a it's it's a wild place back it is there. a small wild sanctuary for this deer some, and some her deer, offspring three neighborhood cats that have like a fight club one of them left me a dead bat recently <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that i made the mistake of petting this cat and i'm 100% sure that none of these cats are straight cats by the way because one of them like i've seen wearing like a pink harness before like somebody has tried to walk it classic most stray cats prefer <laughs> <laughs> Prefer to wear a harness. They're, they're yeah. on the streets because they're into BDSM and their exactly. doesn't accept it. Yep, they're, they're sending out a message. <laughs> <laughs> but they all also look pretty well fed. Yeah. I don't know, this is just their, where they like to hang. But, like, they've, like, broken things in our yard because they were fighting so aggressively. Good Lord. Like, we found uh, a couple of broken pots from it. And Stephanie petted one and it was, like, I see. You are my friend. I will leave this dead thing for you. Yeah, and then it left a dead bat in the exact 
spot where I had petted it the previous day. <laughs> Excuse hey, me, young miss. <laughs> May I present to you this dead winged creature? How do I let this girl know that I'm into her, but also that I'm a very accomplished <laughs> and strong manly hunter? Despite what that pink vest would make you think. Did this cat read the unicorns of Balinor? Just love dead bats. Oh, uh, it actually upset me a lot. I ended up finding a friend who's into taxidermy to to come get it. And she did. I followed the tale on social media. Well, I put out a cry for help on Instagram. I was like, yeah. "Can somebody please remove this this sad dead bat from my life?" And actually, I had like three people offering to it. I didn't know I knew so many weirdos who wanted dead animals, but that doesn't surprise me. They're <laughs> out there. Based on what I've learned through social media. There's a lot of people who want... Yeah, the person who came and got it, like, came immediately. was like, oh my god, yes. Can I come right now? <laughs> They're like, dead bat, you say? <laughs> I will be there in three minutes. I hear you have a dead bat, and I've been looking for one. Word on the street is, get yourself a dead bat. Well, I also think that, like, it probably didn't die of any illness. I'm sure the bat was healthy before it was murdered, so. And it was. Twas murder in the name of love. Uh, yeah, we've, there's been a lot of small dead animals in, in all of my friends who have cats' lives and in our life at the shop, because one of the cats has once again released a bird into the store, and then it, he chased it out and uh, killed it right outside, so we got him a louder bell, hopefully that'll help. Good lord. But, Last mm. summer, he caught a bird, and it was, like, living in the ecosystem of our store for, like, almost a, a while. Week. Yeah. I, I was saw stressed it. out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it multiple times. I kept waiting for it to, like, die, and then it didn't. And then it finally got out, I'm sure, to find that its entire nest had been killed by our cat. He brought it, their mom inside and then went and attacked the nest while it was undefended. Oh, my God. I know. It was horrible. Let's see now. It's a massacre. My last cat, Tiger Kiwi. Tiger Kiwi? Yep. His middle <laughs> name was Kiwi. Um, I got him. Kiwi? Is it stripey? <laughs> it's just Tiger uh, that also happens to have a middle name of Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was so going to say, like tiger, my last name is attached to it, but then I was like, oh, don't say your last name. <laughs> Um, it's but, a constant battle to keep Melanie from doxing herself. Yeah, it's, I do it constantly. Um, but Tiger was a murderer. Also, just, um, yeah, just bad, I mean, maybe if I hadn't named him Tiger, he wouldn't have gone, like, full-blown, uh, gone but so rogue. he's I... the one that hid in the bushes and jumped out and attacked my neck. Oh, God. <laughs> I I don't currently have any cats, but Jolene, who is our other shop cat, is my favorite cat. And every time that Johnny kills something or, like, weaves a dead thing around, I just think about how Jolene would never do this to me. I actually said that out loud, like, the time that he let that bird go and then it was stressing me out. I was like, Jolene would never do this to me. Not that she couldn't, because they were both outdoor stories for quite a long time, so I'm sure she has killed and eaten things. 
But while she's being provided with free, no-effort food, why would she bother? She just does not have that amount of energy for that kind of thing. Same. She has, like... She got a lot more friendly after um, quarantine and everything. Though she used to be more skittish. Hmm. And then I think having the shop empty and then only seeing us for a little bit, she kind of got into her head better, like, who her people were. Because I imagine it's confusing. You know, you go from, like, living in a shelter to then being in a big store with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And there are people that you see regularly, but you're like, who do I even belong to in this scenario? Now she knows. Yeah. She's, she has gotten into the habit now of, like, trying to demand attention by, like, laying on the t-shirts when I'm trying to work on them. Adorable. I'm laying here now. What can you do? You can get down, Jolene. You know this? <laughs> Hello. I know you're here for me. <laughs> um, you don't need to do that work. If I, if I put her back in her bed and, like, pet her for a little while, she'll, like, go to sleep there and, like, not keep getting onto it. But other people who just, like, put her on the ground say that she just keeps getting back up. I'm like, yeah, she's trying to get you to hang out with her. (laughs) If you give her, like, a little bit of attention, she'll quit doing that, but... She just wants love. She does, but only from particular people. She's not... She's not as all-purpose. Johnny, like any person, could pick him up. He could be kidnapped so easily. (laughs) Uh, one time he got driven into traffic because he fell asleep on a car and didn't get off of it. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Somebody was just, like, outside eating their lunch and look up and they just see the cat on the hood of a car just, like, driving off into the middle of the street. And oh, she had to, no. like, run after him and, like, save him from traffic. Did the person not see him on the hood of the car? I don't know. Or maybe they thought, oh, once I start moving, he'll jump off. But he didn't. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I guess I live on the hood of this car now. <laughs> my new home. This is just it. This is it. This is what we're doing. Okay, so other yeah. than the drama, do you remember anything about um, it? George, must you? Now's not the time, sir. Release your hedgehog. <laughs> no, so let's see. I'm going to read the synopsis. Um, before she died, the, the main character's name is Willow Jean. So maybe I related to this because... My middle name is Jean, and then my mom's name is Diana, so it was just like a double whammy, and we liked horses. Um, so before she died, Willow's mother made her fa- her father promise that Willow could finally have a horse. Her grandfather warns her, don't fall in love with the first horse that you see. But Willow does, with Tess, a feisty ex-racehorse who has been mistreated by her former owners. Despite her father's doubts, Willow is convinces, that's not... Right. <laughs> Willow is, is convinced she can tame her. She has her trainer, Diana, and Diana's handsome and horse smart son. Oh. Yes. Diana's handsome and horse smart son wants to help, but in the end it comes down to Willow. Can she handle the wild tests alone? um, This review says, fast-moving and complex. Willow is a resilient and believable heroine with whom readers will empathize. Yeah, that's what the back of this book says, too. (laughs) Um, I think they literally just pulled it straight off of here. So let's see. One week is not that long. So this review says, I thought this book was alright. They gave it three stars. This is in 2008. 
Nice chance um, it was mediocre. Yeah. I thought this book was alright. Being a horse lover, I enjoyed reading it, but thought it was too similar to many other horse stories I have read. It was about a girl named Willow who has lost her mother and whose father is rarely home. She lives with her grandfather. Before her mother died, she told Willow that she could have a horse. Willow falls in love with the first horse she visits, a sickly, underfed, high-strung mare named Tess. Her father gives her one week to tame Tess or else he will send her back. That's literally, like, so little time. One week is nothing. That's not how it pans out, fully. Um, the story is about the bond they build, and finally, how her father allows her to keep Tess. Um, I would recommend this book to animal lovers, but I'd probably recommend others before it. So you probably wouldn't recommend it then. I would say that this, the for me, the main plot of this book was definitely the fact that Diana's uh, husband is physically abusive, <sighs> And at the end of the book, like, she and Colin are going to move away because they're running away from him. They're moving without him knowing. And Willow's dad is an alcoholic. Yeah. And he seems like he kind of sucks, too. This is a very... A lot of abusive men. Does Colin have, like, get a black eye or something at some point? No. No. Just... No, he he does Bruce's knuckle-punching something, which I was like, ooh, red flag. Don't like that. Goodness gravy. Don't like a wall puncher. Yeah, I don't really remember much. I just remember the difficult horse. I mean, an X-Race horse is always going to be really hard to train. This book and the Heartland book series are kind of combining in my head. Mm. Which, another fave, Heartland. I don't actually have those. They're somewhere at my parents' house. But yeah, I... As always, I'll remember as you start speaking. (laughs) Um, So let us jump to the next segment, Penny for Your Trots, where Stephanie tells us what happened in the book and what her thoughts are. Also, I totally did not do a main characters, which is supposed to be my story. Well, we do it at the end. You've got time to think. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's all you. Okay. So. You're thinking, initially, what the fuck kind of name is Willow Jean. Uh, it's a nickname, apparently, that her father gave her when she was a little kid. Her her name is Jillian. Oh. And she was really, like, small and skinny as a small child, so he was saying that she looked like a willow, and etc. Now people just call her Willow. but hmm. Or Willow Jean. Her name is Jillian. Hmm. Yes, just to clear that first detail up. So Curious. I will say, uh, this book is better written than the Balinar books, for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, like, a striking masterpiece, but it was definitely, like, more engaging and had at least more, like, character details for everybody. Um, so her father pops up occasionally, but, like, mostly she's, like, living full-time with her grandfather. Her dad works for the Navy, and he designs planes. He's out of town most of the time. He's, like, out of the state, like, doing naval stuff, and then Mm -hmm. comes back when he's done with that. So mostly she's with her grandfather on this farm. Mm -hmm. And the farm used to have, like, livestock and all kinds of things like that. And as he got older, he, like, sold those things off, and now they are planning on planting Christmas trees. That's going to be there their new thing. Curious. Um, so they're planning to plant like a bunch of trees and let them come from maturity and sell them as Christmas trees every year because it's like less 
constant work than mm-hmm. other types of farming mm-hmm. for like an older man like you kind of just have to keep trees like watered right <laughs> you know although you wouldn't know by me who is currently <laughs> killing trees but <laughs> i love to overwater things i don't know what to say about that but regardless um that's their plan so her grandfather also was in the military in some capacity so a lot of the time when he's when she'll like ask him if something is okay he'll be like yeah but I'm not the commanding officer where he's basically saying Mm -hmm. like your dad is actually in charge of making this decision so Mm -hmm. you have to ask him Mm. Um, and there's a few times where she tries to like where she's gotten her grandfather's agreement who's basically her primary caretaker most of the time Mm -hmm. and she'll try to call and talk to her dad and he's like drunk or something and can't like doesn't answer so then she'll just do what she was going to do anyway and then like not be sure if there's going to be bad consequences Mm -hmm. or not um there are several scenes where other than like just him generally drinking he does things that make me feel like he's abusive like Mm -hmm. there's one part where they're driving and um he's driving too fast and he's been drinking and she says something about how, like, like she, like, is trying to ask him to, like, drive more slowly. Mm. And she says something about, like, how, like, screaming only makes him drive faster. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's not great. No, that's disturbing. Who are our other male characters? We've got <laughs> Jack, who is Diana's husband, her oh. horse trainer Diana, who is constantly... Doing weird, abusive things. Like, he wants to monitor Diana's comings and goings. Like, wants to have her, like, never see other people, basically. He, like, at one point puts up a piece of paper where he wants her to log, like, where she's going. Jesus Christ. In the kitchen. Um, Which is how Colin bruises his hand. I guess he punches the paper. (laughs) And, like, hits the cabinet. Interesting. Um... He also, uh, Willow sees him, like, hitting golf balls into the pasture where, like, Diana's, like, favorite horse is. And Wait, then, like, Jack or Colin? Jack. Okay. Um, and she sees, like, a welt on that horse later where he's obviously, like, hit it with a golf ball. How fucking dare he? Well, he shoots the horse later in the morning. <gasps> yeah, he could, oh, like, tell you Oh my god. I forgot about that. Yeah. <gasps> like, dead? Like, dead, dead. <gasps> like, shoots it three times and Colin has to bury it. Jesus Christ. This <laughs> is dark. I, I was like, I feel like this summary does not, does not adequately talk no, about the dear shit that happens Lord. in this book. Uh, <sighs> so... Let's see, what other things do, abusive things, do we see Jack doing? Just basically, like, there there are some strong, like, this is a domestic violence situation cues. Also, at one point, Diana had long hair and then shows up with fairly short hair, and we don't know why. It's not addressed, and I'm like, oh, somebody got pulled by their hair and then cut it off. Like, that's what happened. Or somebody had their hair cut off as punishment. It's one of those two things. Like, it's a suspicious thing to me. Hmm. That's the first thing that I think of. Like, why would you include that detail if it didn't echo something you'd actually seen in life? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And in the back of the book, the author's bio says that she grew up on her grandfather's farm in Maryland. So this seems really self-insert to me. Oh, of course. Because Maryland being so close to D.C., mm-hmm. that's like a big army and area. is in Maryland. Exactly. Yeah. And um, her dad is talking about at one point later where he's like, been doing a lot of work in California and he's like going to ask to work in Baltimore from now on. So it sounds like they're really, they're, they're close to the DC area. Mm-hmm. Um, where I lived briefly. Yeah. So that's like a lot of army people, a lot yeah. of rich people, but yeah, just seems suspicious to me. I'm like, interesting. Who did you know who was being beaten by their husband, Sally? Lord, <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so, like, partway through, so, uh, Sally is friends with Colin, and by Wait, friends, I mean she Willow. was- Willow? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mixed it up because it's her. Because it's her story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Willow is friends with Colin, mm-hmm. and, um, this girl, Dove, who, Dove's grandma, like, works for them, too, sometimes. Um, Dove is- part Mexican, so mm. her grandma is Mexican, mm. and had worked um, as, like, a caretaker for her mother when she was dying of cancer. For like, Willow's mother. Yeah, yeah. And now she comes once a week and, like, cleans. Like, they pay mm. her for cleaning. Um, which, like, I guess makes sense to me. Like, you have, like, a 70-year-old man, like, living alone with, like, a teenager. He probably can't really keep up with all yeah. of that kind of stuff. But I was like, I don't know. What do, what do I feel about the one uh, person of color in this book, like, being your cleaning person? But they're, like, you know, she's portrayed well. There's a lot of weird, like, interest in, like, that culture in this book where, like, they, like, talk about Day of the Dead a lot. Hmm. Or, like, um, like, Willow constantly thinks that, like, Dove knows more about certain things than she does because she's Catholic. And so she's like, yeah, she knows about, like, you know, spooky things because she's Catholic. Because she's Catholic. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Or, like, what was was one of the other, like, dumb white girl things that Willow says? I think she's talking about the kind of perfume that Diana wears, and she said it smells, like, spicy, like something from India, where, like, women wear, like, holy red circles on their Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I was like, I mean, this is kind of racist, but it's kind of racist in like a hairspray way. Like, oh my gosh, so exciting. (laughs) Like, she's interested in it. So it's not like, it's not as bad as it could be because she Hmm. seems to think all these things are like cool and interesting. Yeah. But it definitely is like, it's, it's just a weird tone. Yeah. Just kind of. This is this is a white girl experiencing these for the, yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Um, Fun. Yeah. So let's see. Um, so she she sees Tess the horse. That's like the very first event of the book. Is they're going to this dealer's house to like look at this horse, and it's obviously not been treated well. Like it's got like some recent like welts and things mm-hmm. like that it's very very thin mm-hmm. and the dealer like and her grandfather are expecting her to immediately ride this horse even though like the equipment they have isn't correct for it 
like the bit is like making the horse's mouth bleed because like the yeah. it's like too short mm-hmm. or something. The bridle. Yeah. Yeah. And like all of this stuff, but she like does because she wants to get this horse, and then they initially won't let her take it because after the vet examines Tess. She, like, needs antibiotics and stuff, mm-hmm. so they want to see if her fever's going to go down. Mm. And there's a theme in this book where, like, um, she'll have a, dr- like, she describes her dreams a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, in one of them, like, after she finds out this horse has a fever, she dreams that she's riding the horse in, like, the water, and then its fever goes down, and she's like, my dream made it happen. Because <laughs> I dreamed we were in the water, it cooled her down. <laughs> She's Willow Jean. She has these powers. Oh. Yeah, the the dream sequences are all, like, pretty on the nose, symbolically. But in ways that I'm like, Sally, did you know what you were saying here? This is weird. <laughs> uh, so, in the book, her... The way that her father and her mother initially met, I guess, is that her father was, like, on a beach... And sorry, George is looking down at me. See, he was just aggressively sniffing my hair. <laughs> what was that about, sir? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. I, don't know, I was actually harassed, and I wasn't even part of that. Evaluate your behavior, sir. <laughs> he doesn't even think, care. Think about what you've done. Um, okay, so. Sorry. Initially, her father and her mother meet on a beach, and her mom was, like, riding her horse on this beach, and then took it into the water, and her horse was swimming, and she was still on it, and mm-hmm. then they got out of the water, and her dad was like, wow, it's the lady for me, impressive, <laughs> love it, I was so concerned, but you're fine, um, and then later he, like, went into a library she was working in and, like, saw her again. Like, I don't think he, like, knew she was there. But uh-huh. he was, like, he, he saw her and was interested and then saw her somewhere else and was like, it's that person. And Anyway, that's how they met. That's but, how you get your man. You ride your horse into the water and then you work in a library. Ride a horse <laughs> on the beach. That's how you get men. That's... Well, that explains where I've gone wrong. Yeah, same. I, <laughs> so long. I've never ridden a horse. Well, I rode a, I've ridden a horse one time, but uh, I know, I've definitely never ridden one on a beach. I haven't either. Proper failing. I know. What <laughs> doors could have been opened for us? Uh, this is this is why I, I don't have 2.5 kids on a picket fence nowadays because I've, I've never had a, had a beach horse ride. I don't know. Well, maybe if we'd known earlier. Uh, <laughs> but so she has a dream that she's basically like her mom, like riding in the water, you know, but mm-hmm. on Tess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have recently talked about in the book how she's like gotten her period for the first time. She's become a woman. And I was like, this is like a sexual awakening scene. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I know you guys don't know that that's what you're doing. How but- old is she? I think she's, like, 14. Oh, God, she's so young. Um, but, yeah, because that's, like, whatever. That was, like, the the moment her parents became sexually interested in each other, and then she's kind of reliving this moment. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's weird. <laughs> Never fantasized yeah. about being my parents when my, like, the moment that my dad decided he wanted to fuck my mom. Like, that's weird. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh. 
our eyes met across the the bar that we were both working at because we were alcoholics, and I just knew, I'll tolerate you for a few years. <laughs> oh, you know, I just don't like thinking about my parents doing that. Most of her dreams are horse riding related, but have other weird, like, stuff yeah. in it. So there's a point later on in the book where she and Colin finally have kissed once. Finally! And then um, she has a dream where, like, they're riding on... So Diana has this, like, kind of wild, like, horse. I think it's a stallion, but um, that she has started to let Colin ride. Mm -hmm. So they're all riding that horse together. Mm -hmm. And, like, Diana's in the front, she's in the middle. And then Colin's behind her. Wait, all three of them? On the same horse in the street. Wow. And then he's, like, kissing the back of her neck. And I was like, what is Wait, happening Wait, with her mom on? Or with his, his mom? mom? Yeah. No, what? <laughs> this is not. <laughs> she seems to think that, like, any two people that she likes should kind of be fucking, though. Because there's also a thing where, like, her grandpa, who is her mom's dad... Mm-hmm. And then her her dad's mother, she, like, thinks that they should get married, basically because she, like, wants them to both live with her. <laughs> Interesting. I was waiting for her to be like, Diana should marry my dad. <laughs> oh, no. George, don't you it dare. It didn't go there because Diana had to flee domestic violence. But Yeah. Um, okay, so she gets this horse, and basically the first thing that happens when the horse shows up is that it, like, seems... It, like, doesn't look good in front of her dad because it's, like, being transported in this thing that also has a bunch of cows in it. So the horse is really, like, freaked out. And, like, when it when she finally gets it to come down out of the trailer, it, like, gets spooked pretty quickly and then, mm-hmm. like, drags her a little bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, it ends up being fine. But her dad is basically, like, this horse doesn't seem like it's, like, yeah in control. And, like, it seems like you're probably going to be injured. If you're working with it. Uh, and eventually they come to the agreement that they'll make, like, a circle in one of the fields that they don't use very much. And she'll only ride on that. Mm-hmm. So that if it, like, bolts or something, it'll kind of be forced to just go in a circle. Mm-hmm. And not, like, just go off wherever. And there's a bunch of, like, different times that they're having, like, this same conversation about, like the horse not being well behaved because he like sees something where like you know if like one of the horses that she's riding with goes in front of her horse her horse is like i gotta win Mm -hmm. i got that racing thing Mm -hmm. and so she'll get like really amped amped up and Mm -hmm. if she's not allowed to run she'll eventually like end up like bolting Mm -hmm. so there's a few incidents like that in front of her dad and eventually they, they decide on a deadline for when she has to have the horse like pretty well trained but it's not in like a week it's like months in the future because it's the same timeline that her dad has for when he has to be done with his project so Mm -hmm. that's when he'll be coming back so it's november 2nd Mm -hmm. was the deadline that they agreed on okay i was like one week is not enough time (laughs) no no i think it was like a week for her to like get the horse you know at least like well enough to be leadable and things like that uh, it's, like, not in, it's in really gross shape, actually, when she first gets it, aside from being, like, super skinny, it has, like, a bunch of ticks on it, mm. 
There's like a part where she has to pull like 30 ticks out of its Jesus. head. Or like she doesn't understand why it doesn't want her want to be brushed in certain areas and it's like it's so skinny that it like it hurts, hurts for it to yeah. be brushed there right now. Um, and Diana kind of like points that out to her and is like, well, we can like, we'll just give the horse a bath right now. That'll mm-hmm. be what we do. We'll just get like wet sponges, something that won't hurt it. And so that it's like Diana helps her a lot with like getting used to like the horse's rhythm and mm-hmm. things like that. So they go through some like different training stuff. This book also brings up a snaffle bit. So apparently that's like the one that everyone uses if they're nice to their horse. A uh, snaffle bit is the, the gentler bit. But you have less control. Yeah, I don't know anything. But yeah. I remember that it was mentioned in in the Balinar books too. Mm. So it seems like that's like a well known fact amongst the horse yeah, fans. Yeah, tis the gentlest of bits. Um, trying to think of any other like things of note. So there's all of that stuff that happens. Her friend's cat gets pregnant, which they bring up, and I, like, don't really know what the point of that was, except to just introduce the concept of, like... Fertility. Yeah, or, like, how quickly you can get pregnant, because her cat, like, escapes for, like... Her cat was in heat, escapes Mm -hmm. for a few days, and then comes back not in heat. This is Dove. Dove's Mm -hmm. cat. And her grandma was like, yeah, that cat's pregnant. And... (laughs) She's like, can it happen that fast? I'm like, how fast do you think pregnancy happens? Like, it's fairly immediate. Yeah. <laughs> can take as little as one time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, the process of becoming pregnant happens pretty much right away. Like, <laughs> you either just got pregnant or you didn't. Yep. I mean, I guess sperm can live in your body for a week, so maybe it could, like, hang around for a bit, but. It's disturbing. That's a fact. I know, I don't like that fact. (laughs) I like to tuck that one away into (laughs) things I forget. (laughs) God knows what they could be doing. Oh my god. Just growing out in there. (laughs) Also, Jordan claims that I'm more of a bro than he is. He said that he wants a BMX bike, and I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, Why does he want a BMX? Bike? I, I don't know. He's like, he's broing out, and he was like, he was like, no, he was like, you're way more of a bro than than I am. And then he started quoting things like he was me, but his voice that he used was Sylvester Stallone. And I was like, I mean, I'm I, sorry, that's the energy that I put out to you. I the only part, the only things that I'm like, oh, that's like Melanie's pretty broy is like maybe some of your music choices. What I was that, that song you were playing earlier today? Like, like, it definitely was like "fuck me" like something or oh, oh, "fuck my brains out" yeah, by that. the Dream. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, like I'm choice. sorry. <laughs> that song is. Amazing. <laughs> it's, it's no you forcing me to listen to an entire Backstreet Boys CD. Well, there's always still time. <laughs> um, also, Fuck My Brains Out by The Dream. Um, strongly inspired by Prince. <laughs> who I would argue is not super bro-y. I don't know. He was great at basketball. That's a pretty bro-y thing. We all have bro-y parts of us. 
Am I the only person who's watched uh, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories? Oh my god, do you not know what I'm talking about? No. Well, we'll watch it after this. But um, back when Chappelle's show was on, they had uh, Charlie Murphy, who's Eddie Murphy's brother, and mm-hmm. he would tell some of his celebrity tales. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his celebrity tales was about him being at a club. Mm-hmm. And Prince comes in with all of his friends who are who are dressed very like elaborately in like velvet and shit, uh-huh. um, and they're hanging out for a little bit. And then he's like, "Yeah, let's go back to to my house and like we could play like like we could do all these things." And they they end up like deciding to play basketball. And Charlie Murphy's friends are like really sure that they're gonna just be much better at basketball than than these like men in like frilly blouses mm. this is kind of how he's describing it yeah like he instead of doing a shirts and skins game he's like oh we should play shirts and blouses rude and then mm. prince and his friends in like their heels and shit like they don't even change their outfits <laughs> kick his ass <laughs> basketball they're like way better at it than he is i love that <laughs> uh, so that's the story and then at, at the end uh prince makes everybody pancakes that's the whole. That's what happens. But it's beautiful. Um, anyway, Prince liked that skit actually because he had a song called "Breakfast Can Wait," that is a picture of Dave Chappelle dressed up like Prince, holding a plate of pancakes <laughs> from that skit. That's that is beautiful. Which I remember seeing some interview where Chappelle was like, "What am I gonna do? Like sue him for using a picture of me dressed up as him?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just have to accept it. It's an honor, really. I've been, like, waiting to see all of the Prince, the Hidden Prince stuff, because, like, famously, like, a lot of people have said this, like, during his life, he was producing full albums with music videos and all kinds of stuff that would never get released that he was just putting away in a vault. Really? But I think his estate has been contested. Oh, yeah. There's tons and tons of Prince stuff that nobody's ever seen that, like... Is just like waiting for them to figure out who you know is allowed to put that out. Right? Huh. None of that. Um. Well, so Kevin Smith used to do these like talks at colleges and things like that. And one of the stories that he would tell at these is that Prince once hired him to make like a documentary for him, right? So he like tells the whole story of his experience like doing this, um, and then. He's talking to the assistant who he's been communicating with the whole time because he, you know, Prince isn't there doing most of this stuff himself. Mm. And he's like, oh, so when is it coming out? And she was like, it's not. (laughs) And she was like, what are you talking about? Mm. He was like, yeah, Prince has a lot of things like this that he just puts in like a vault. She's like, I've seen full music video shoots, like a fully produced music video and fully produced music albums, all kinds of things like that, that are just have not been released, that are just being saved. Huh. So there's... Somewhere there's a cache of Prince stuff that we... That I was hoping we'd get to see after yeah. he died, and we really haven't, other than that covers album, so... Hopefully Maybe. they'll get that stuff straightened out, and we yeah. can have an influx of new Prince things. Yeah, over time. Um... Well, that's fascinating. Um, we did get way off topic. <laughs> Let's talk about Prince for like an hour. Um, I don't 
don't know. This, yeah, this book, like, her grandfather seems nice, mostly. He's, but, like, all the other men, like, you can call him there's some red flags there with his temper, which, yeah. I mean, I guess you're, like, 17 and you're, like, having a contentious relationship with your stepdad mm-hmm. and then your mom's, like, probably getting physically abused, like, but when he has, like, a bruised hand from punching a wall, that's yeah. not a great sign. No, that's not... Um, yeah, so then they're, like, planning on basically, like, sneaking out, like, Dove's probably gonna, like, help help them with that, you mm-hmm. know? Is this before or after Jack shoots the horse? They were already planning it before he shoots oh, their okay. horse, yeah. Um, and he says that it's because the horse attacked him. It's like, we regularly hit it with golf balls, so I wouldn't be surprised Dude. if it like, saw you as a threat. Seriously. But, yeah. He he does kill the horse. Um, well, Jean eventually gets, like, slightly better at writing tests, and then is allowed to keep it. Uh, at one point, though, she does hit her horse in this book. Like, in what stick. way? <gasps> With a stick? Yeah, she gives it some welts. <gasps> so... That's cool. A lot of temper issues. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? Well, so she was, like, her, like, riding her horse, and then it, like, kind of acts up a little bit in front of her dad, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, and she's, like, so frustrated that she, like... Takes a stick and... Well, she gets, like, thrown off of it, they're, like, already in the woods, and yeah, Mm -hmm. she, like, basically, like, hit it with a switch a couple times. Hard enough to leave welts. Yeah. How fucking rude. And then obviously that like doesn't help like her nervous horse's temper issues or you know whatever. Yeah. Because now it's like oh you hit me. Yeah. That definitely if you have a skittish horse that you're trying to build trust with beating them doesn't help. People seem to want to, like, hit horses a lot in these books. Like, the guy who's, like, taking this horse off the trailer when she first gets it, like, punches it. I think more people get physical with horses because they're so big. So, like, Um, think that it, like... Yeah, but it's still scary. Even if it, like, wouldn't kill them, it'll still be, like... It'll still affect their temper. Because now they see humans as, like, a potential threat, you know? Yeah. Essentially, like she does get to keep the bu- um, get to keep the horse, um, but Diana and Colin are like moving to another state because like Jack's out of town, and they're like, "Well, he's out of town. We're gonna dip." <laughs> That's smart. Um, and it kind of seems like, despite the fact that he fucking shot the horse, that she sort of doesn't like understand the gravity of the situation. Like Willow Jean doesn't. Yeah, Willow Jean. She's like, why can't Colin stay? He he has all of us here. And it's like, it's clearly not a safe place for him to live. Dear child. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This book is incredibly horny. I I mentioned it to Melanie, but there's like, okay, the weird dream with him kissing the back of her neck. There's like a part where they're both working on something. I can't remember if they're like painting or if they're planting trees or doing some some kind of like manual labor thing outside. Mm-hmm. 
and his like sweaty arm touches her arm and she's like i'm never washing my arm again oh dear lord <laughs> there, like there's just several things like that where i'm like this is a lot <laughs> this is this is a lot of like <laughs> sexual yearning from our 14 year old here <laughs> Oh my god. Got this weird horse swimming in water dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole weird alcoholic abusive dad, dead mom from cancer. It's, it's a dark book. <laughs> Honestly, like, I vaguely, vaguely remember some of the things that you said, but I really don't, or, like... You were, I, you were like, ah, oh, she, she's learning how to ride a horse. That's, <laughs> like, what you were saying. Well, I read that book a number of times. I don't know when, like, the last time was, but, like, I... Because I just read reread my books all of the time. Constantly. I just have... I've always really liked rereading books. The only reason I don't now is because I just... I have too many books that I haven't read <laughs> from working at the book exchange that I'm like, I feel guilty if I reread things. But I read that a lot and I just like don't. I like blocked that out. Maybe I just decided it was too traumatic. I don't know, but I mean like I that's like the the meat of what happens in this book is essentially like her friend and her horse trainer are like having domestic violence and have to, like, leave the state for their safety. Jesus. I I still am like, I don't really remember anything. They have, like, a whole, like... So, like, Colin had to, like, bury this horse that was, like, his horse that his, like, abusive stepfather shot. Oh, it was his stepfather, too? Yeah. Okay. And so they show up... Her and Dove show up being like, we want to, like, give this horse some kind of a marker, but we can't, like, put a tombstone up. So they, like, take one of the, like, Christmas tree seedlings that that she has, Mm. and they want to plant that over where the horse is, so that they, like, know where where his body is, you know, in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And they bring, like, the stuff, because it's, like, it's, like, all souls day, it's day of the dead, right? So they, earlier in the day, like, Dove had done stuff with her grandma for that where it's like you know they go to her grandfather's grave and put out like food and flowers as you would if you were you know a mexican catholic (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's the type of stuff you would be doing on that day so they decided to do the same thing for this horse and they like lay out some like corn and like flowers and stuff for it Mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I feel like that whole plotline was the main part of the book, and then her dad being an alcoholic. <laughs> there are multiple things that are described in this book where I'm like, that's uh, that's some my dad is an alcoholic behavior that I think they're like they like frame as like this fun thing my dad did. The whole time I was like, Sally, this is just a personal story about how your dad <laughs> is an alcoholic, isn't it, dude? I mean, just like to some degree, Mary was telling us a lot about. No, there's no way to avoid doing it. Like anytime you, I I do some writing, and it's like you always think that you're just telling a normal story, and then other people will read it and point stuff like that out, and you're like, oh fuck, all my personal <laughs> are just out here, aren't they? Um, but like they mentioned that um, her dad, like used to wake them up sometimes in the middle of the night to go get ice cream, which kind of 
I was like, yeah, my dad used to wake me up in the middle of the night to, like, eat scrambled eggs or something, like, when I was a little kid. It's called, I just got home drunk from the bar, and I want to eat snacks. And hey, I also, like, want to hang out with my family. Like, you're, you're, this isn't a fun dad activity. (laughs) This is your dad's a drunk activity. Um, And there's another part in this book where he, like, calls her at, like, 3 a.m. being like, you need school clothes. And I'm like, drunk dad behavior. Uh, as as a child of, of two alcoholics, I, I know what an alcoholic does, <laughs> this is what they do. Um, yeah, her grandma, like, her, her dad's mom in this, when they go visit her, she also clearly is a drunk. It's like, she's been drinking when, like, they go to eat dinner with her, and her, oh, like, good. lipstick is smeared and stuff. I don't know what the point of any of these character details were in this book, but... I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I could not tell you. Uh, Well, you're welcome. Fun read. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Reading some weird shit. (laughs) I I got to the end of the book and I was like, what was this book meant to be about? Because essentially she, like... Is like she has this horse now, and her friend has moved away, and that's like that's where we're at. You know, her dad yeah. is still drinking, still has this project. He says he's gonna stop, but he said that before, so I don't believe him. Yeah, uh, you're an alcoholic, and you don't seem to be seeking any treatment, so I feel like in times of stress, you're gonna fall back into it because that's what you just did. How depressing! <laughs> God, well. Uh, scale of one to ten ponies, horse content. Um, it's maybe like a five. You know, I I received a lot of, like, writing-related information that I feel like they didn't go into as much with the Balinor books. Like, Mm -hmm. they talk about, you know, posting, which Mm -hmm. you talked about the other day, but, like, I don't know what that is. So they (laughs) described it a little bit more here. Mm -hmm. And some of the other, like, you know, writing techniques... They're very into this thing called on the bit. Like mm. On the bit. They talk yeah. about that a lot in this. I didn't know what that was either. So they're describing, you know, I feel like I learned more about horse riding in this one than mm-hmm. I had in the previous ones. Um, but a lot of it seems to kind of be about, like, Willow's, like, frustration with teaching this horse stuff and being like, why won't this horse do what I want? I'm like, I don't know, you're bad at this. <laughs> you're a child. <laughs> you're a child. You just don't, like, you're not... You've never trained a horse before. Yeah, and this is probably, like, a slightly more difficult horse. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, so it it didn't, it didn't have the, the raw, like, the raw sexual tension (laughs) on its level of horses, but I feel like I did receive some horse-related education. Okay, that's good. I'll go with, like, a five. All right. Um, scale of one to ten ponies, literary merit... Um, I don't know, like a five. So I feel like it was it was more well written, but then like I don't know what the message of this book is, or like mm-hmm. what it was trying to tell the reader. Like, mm-hmm. what is the point of this journey? You know, I like I got to the end of it and I was like, I I honestly don't understand unless this is just a personal anecdote that like Sally is telling us about something similar that's happened in her life and so the point for her is just to recount a story that she knows Mm -hmm. as a reader i don't know what i'm supposed to take away from this yeah like what did we learn like what are we 
You know what I mean? It yeah. just kind of ends. Yeah. Unclear. Left left with some unclear things. Okay. Um, scale of one to ten ponies, overall enjoyment. Um... <laughs> Aside from the trauma. Boy, I don't know, like a four? It was definitely, it was it was more well-written, and it had more, like, at least I could, like, identify some, like, qualities in all of the different characters. Like, other than just what they look like, like some personality details and things like that, which, you know... At least her dead mother has more descriptions to her than just the papers. <laughs> you know, there's more roses. going on with like most of them. No like scratches. we know what her father does for a job. We hear yeah. details about that. We don't just know that he has a beard. <laughs> you need to quiet yourself. You're just going through something. George. All right. But it, yeah, it, it like it wasn't super enjoyable to read because yeah. every turn I was just like. Oh, that's upsetting. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. And Willow Jean's, like, whole commentary on the whole thing is, like, fairly, I'm 14 and the world revolves around me. Josh, you sound like a lamb being born. <laughs> I need you to stop. You're up here. I need you to bring it down here. Oh, I'm just, like holding his little shaking chest that seems to be calming him um alright well yeah I yeah I just I got done with this book I don't know what the point of this book was other other than to subtly tell us about domestic violence I don't know if that's what Sally was going for though awesome um um so you said before that like you're talking about Jazzy, who's Sugar and Red's mom. Uh-huh. But we've never heard a Jazzy story. Jazzy. Yeah, because um, you said that, that yeah. Red got the jazz spiciness. He did. Um, jazzy. Jazzy, you know, I actually don't even know what, where Jazzy went to, which is interesting. I just kind of never th- I haven't thought about that in a long time. Jazzy, we got... When she was three, and really honestly, my mom didn't. They, they like got jazzy for my mom, um, and she was three years old. And I, I'm pretty sure it was like the first time that my mom got on jazzy. She just like reared straight away. Mm. So I think what happened was that jazzy, someone started trying to train jazzy too young, and. Some people use training tactics that are just, like, I don't know if barbaric is the right word, but, like, not not in the best interest of the horse. Um, and vaguely barbaric. <laughs> like, I don't want to say barbaric. Yeah. I'm thinking um, But, so she just, basically, like, being ridden was just kind of ruined for her. Mm. Like, she, whatever happened with her, like, she did not want to be ridden um and she was you know she had a big personality and she jazzy wouldn't put up with shit and she was um more hot-headed mm-hmm. say jazzy was um and so that definitely like sugar did not get that sugar was very 
mellow. Um, so she in got a case more of, when like a horse isn't really being ridden, like what what do you do with it? I mean, they're basically just existing, having an existence like with you. Um, we wound up breeding Jazzy. I mean, so mm-hmm. Jazzy was our broodmare. Um, and honestly, Jazzy was just happiest when she, like, we tried riding her every so often, but she just didn't really like it. And like some horses, some horses really like being ridden. Like they really look forward to it. And like, you can just tell, um, from kind of their demeanor and like, it's like a dog that gets excited when they're going to go for a walk. Like Mm -hmm. some horses just get excited when you're going to ride them. Like it was not an exciting thing for her. Like she just did not like it. Um, and so my mom was just kind of like, fine, like... Like, if you're not into this, I don't want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and like, she's not, she's like, didn't want to, like, force her to do something that, like, was she going to be torture to for her, basically. And not that it was torture, but, you know. Um, and my mom had been, like, interested in, um, Missouri Foxtrotters, that's what Jazzy was. That's what they all are. Um, and so she was like, well, maybe this can just be what she does is, um, she's like a broodmare. Um, it wasn't like we bred her all of the time. Like, mm-hmm. um, but she was a really good mom. Like she was actually a really good broodmare. Like, um, and cause some, some mares just don't enjoy being moms either. <laughs> um, and just aren't ever going to be great broodmares, but she was really good. Um, she loved her babies and, she like treated them really well and um it was just very content to just like we had an arena and like a we had like two corrals and then we had an arena where we had like turned them out so they had had like space to run and she just enjoyed life just having her babies and then you know being let out to eat the grass and and that kind of thing and um, I think that's probably the best thing that my mom could have done for her was like not forcing her to be ridden. Um, and that, and like my mom was like content with that too of, of even just like having a horse that like she could still interact with. I mean, cause we would, obviously we'd, would groom them and mm-hmm. be out there cleaning the corrals and interacting with her a lot anyway but just not in that way um and we wound up having you know a couple of babies that if we like wanted to ride we would just ride sugar and whoever else we had at the time and then just had jazzy (laughs) um but i don't know what happened where i'm definitely sold her just because we got to the point where, like, we weren't going to be doing any more breeding. And, um, who did she sell her to? I can't remember. But we, I think we had, like, three horses. And it was just kind of, like, three horses was too many. And Sugar just... Jazzy was... Sugar's the favorite. She is, yeah. You couldn't get rid of Sugar. Yeah. Jazzy also, like... She was... I think she was, like, happy and content, but, like, she didn't really... She wasn't, like, super attached to her people. Like, Mm -hmm. I would say Sugar was attached to us. And Mm -hmm. 
would be excited to see us and stuff. And Jazzy was just kind of like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> yeah, you're here again. Um, Clean up my shit, peasant. Yeah, so it was always just a different relationship. And Sugar was. Sugar was the baby. First baby. And it was just, like, the best. So, and then my mom had a different connection with Red, too. Even though he's a total shithead, um, my dad kind of hates him because... He, like, he's injured you guys Because so he's injured me and my mom. Your dad's mad at him because he's been beating up like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was so pissed. And it honestly got to um, a point. Because I like rode. I was riding right a little bit. This was when I was like already in college probably. Um, but my, my it would just be like really upsetting to my dad if he heard us and uh, finally I was like I'm just like not gonna interact with Red as much because my dad would be real pissed if he hurt me badly <laughs> um, but um, my mom Red was our last baby and she actually like had to kind of assist Jazzy with like pulling him out mm-hmm. um, and he was the only baby that because my dad was there for all of the other birds and would kind of help Jazzy with, if she was, like, struggling or anything, he would kind of just help her along. Um, but my dad was gone when Red was born, so my mom had to do it. And she just had a connection with with him, with Red in a different way, even though he is shit. um but jazzy i can't think of like anything super specific off the top of my head other than just like her general story (laughs) which i just told yeah because she because she didn't really like hanging out with you guys yeah so like you don't really have any like super fun yeah i think she's like she she liked us yeah she liked us and like i think she was content with her life like she had her babies and um you know was like happy with that and just to just to be able to like basically live and like not be bothered (laughs) i think that was like her ideal but i mean you know who doesn't dream of just living and not being bothered yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) definitely jazzy did (laughs) um but i love jazzy because she like because I appreciated, like, what she did for the babies, and she was beautiful, and, and she could be what sweet. What did she look like? Was she Palomino, too? Like? She was not. Jazzy was a chestnut, and she had a little star. That, so she was red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which that, her dad, Southern Jazz, he was um, a chestnut. Or maybe she was technically a sorrel. Similar coloring. Mean. <laughs> Similar coloring. Um, chestnut's usually a little bit redder. Anyway, but, um, she was a good horse. She just wanted to live her life and be as unbothered as possible. I mean, it it sounds like a dream. Yeah. They're like, I've gotten this horse to ride. And she's like, I prefer not to be ridden. Thank you. Don't touch me. Yeah. Did and... I ask you to crawl <laughs> on my back? No. Yeah, and my mom was like, totally. (laughs) Fair enough. I think I've said before, like, whenever Jazzy would, like, 
be getting close to like giving birth like my mom and I would like park our her truck like in the barn and we'd like sleep in the truck and <laughs> that was always like the most exciting thing for me it was like we could sleep in the truck and like be in there when to keep an eye on whether or not her water breaks or you know mm-hmm. whatever and like you have to like check them you kind of like just check them as they're getting closer to their due date for like little signs of yeah whether or not they're close I was always so mad <laughs> I was just like god damn it like she hasn't her teeth haven't waxed up <laughs> like i just really want us to like be able to sleep in the barn and and to be there for as far as being born because that was always just i don't know an event it totally it was like an event and just something exciting to do yeah seeing a horse be born is a whole journey (laughs) i've seen lots of things be born. Yeah, Melanie has watched her a video of her own birth multiple times. And my sisters. <laughs> I just used to watch them uh, just fairly ca- regularly. Casually on an, e- on an evening. Nothing else going on. Yeah. Melanie would sit down and watch her own birth. <laughs> when, when I was little, I would, I would all of the time. And then um, I didn't know that wasn't something that people just do. And <laughs> I mentioned it one time and everyone i think it was like freshman year of high school they showed the like miracle of life video or whatever Mm -hmm. and everyone was freaking out and i was like you guys we've all seen this (laughs) like in our own birth videos and everyone was like Like, i'm uh, sorry no we haven't all seen what homeschool girl (laughs) (laughs) Um, we need more information and that's when i learned oh not everyone had their own birth on tape and not everyone watched it um all of the time <laughs> so anyway regular upbringing oh, God. i'm like what else did i give you what other there was, dark so things there was are one gonna... that was like a mystery shadow horse yeah i loved and then there book. was another one that seemed to be about horse racing because the, the oh yeah was like draped on this horse and she yep. had like one of the helmets on i don't remember what that one was about either but I think it was. It said it was based on a true story. Well, right now I'm just reading all of the my childhood mystery because they're they take like an hour to read. Yeah, and... I I came into Melanie's living room and I found these two books, both of which seem to involve like a lady essentially looking into a mirror, and one of them is called Stranger with My Face. Lois Duncan. There's two of basically the same like girl on the front cover and there's another one called summer of fear where she's looking in a mirror and there's like a version of herself yeah. in the mirror. a uh, lot of identity crises oh. here one's about witchcraft and uh-huh. one's about astral projection uh-huh lois duncan folks astral projection i either did that once or had a very weird dream it's never happened again what, have I not told you? No. <laughs> um, so I do tend to often have 
somewhat lucid dreams where I'll mm-hmm. just realize I'm having a dream. But and usually that's all that happens. I'm like, oh, this isn't real, and then I just go back to doing the dream yeah. activity. But there was one time when I was like 16 or so um, that I realized I was having a dream, and I was like, well, what should I do now that I know that I'm dreaming? And I decided I was going to go sit on top of the cathedral in Helena and like watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that seems really cool. If I can do anything, I could go do that. Mm-hmm. And as I was sitting on the roof of this like church, I realized that there was somebody else up there after I'd been sitting there for a minute. And so we started talking and, like, having a conversation. And then after a little while, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm waking up. Uh, and he was like, okay, I'll find you sometime. And then he, like, popped up in a couple of dreams I've had over the years. That's terrifying. <laughs> so, like, we hung out. Um, I had another dream with him in it where, like, we went to, like, a Shakespeare in the Park type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another one where, like, we went to a concert, but then we didn't actually have money to get into the concert, and we just sat on a car outside and listened to the music and hung out. But, yeah, he was, like, a reoccurring dream character for a few few years. It stresses me out. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but it was one of those things, you know how, like, in dreams, really, like, like you don't really see what people look like or anything? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, identify facial features. You just have, like, a, a sense of who it is. Mm-hmm. It was like that. So, like, I have I have no descriptive details. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's that person that I met before. That's interesting. And scary. <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> so, if any of our listeners had a dream about sitting on the <laughs> cathedral in And told someone that you'd find them later. Uh, <laughs> you found her. <laughs> uh, yeah, the last time I, I saw him in a dream, I think I was, like, probably, like, 19 or something. Um, and in my dream, I, wo- I woke up and, like, rolled over on bed and there was somebody else, like, <gasps> laying in my bed. No. And I was like, oh, here you are. It's just him again. And then I just went back to sleep. That's the last time I've seen him. That disturbs me. I don't <laughs> like that. No. That is stressful to me. Well, I was telling a fun anecdote and I'm upset. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan of your he stream. He doesn't feel like a threatening presence. He's just it's like... disturbing. <laughs> no, he's frightened. Damn. Well, Kara brought a freaking haunted picture into this house. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It's very haunted looking, guys. See, this picture is fucked up. And then she keeps <laughs> just being like, uh, hey, has anything weird happened? And I was like, why are you asking me that? And she was like, well, just because I brought that picture in. And I was like, God damn it, Kara. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, don't make me think about it. I'm not afraid of a haunted picture. I mean, I I have a cursed octopus, so I feel like... No, I just... I can't get comfortable with a cursed item. You just... I'm just like, it's like... I'm that level of where I'm like, I don't believe in, like, ghosts and stuff. But I, I'm also like... I don't want to be proven wrong. Um... So, no, thank you. <laughs> so, avoid any opportunities for that. You just find out what the ghost wants. And I don't want it. to do that. I don't. <laughs> I don't want any interaction. And I've already been told there's a ghost in this house. And I'm like, that's all I want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. 
I don't oh, want to know oh, what the deal from, is. from the, the person that we all yes. know who used to live here? Yes. I was like, never bring it up to me ever again. <laughs> I had some pictures in Melanie's house, and then somebody that I knew was like, oh, I used to live there, and apparently yep. they had experienced some. He said, have you met the ghosty? And I was like, never say that to me ever again. <laughs> what did they What did they say the ghost was? I That was it. You got have no you further. met the ghosty? And I, I was like, I do not want to know. <laughs> I was like, no, I want to hear nothing else about Bri it. Bree is convinced that her house has an old lady ghost. I just, I don't, I don't like it. She gets, like, upset if there are too many men around. No, I don't, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> I'm content with, like, not believing, and I just, I don't want... I'm the kind of person that is afraid of everything, <laughs> and I don't need, like, an unseen thing to, like, make me more fearful. It's like, it's already all the things that I can see and not see anyway um, stress me out. I don't need to be worrying about some entity that's in this house as well. No, thank you. No, thank you. On that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Uh, yeah, next next week I will I will read Shadow Horse. Perfect. And we can we can discuss whatever horrible things happen in that I know. book. I probably some bad stuff. <laughs> okay. With any luck. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. She was a happy, happiest child. I mean, she was homeschooled. Because of anxiety, 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 because of anxiety.